0: Greetings, everyone. Thank you for coming to today's reading from Faith to Faith, our college curriculum. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a love that increases more and more, Lord. Precepts upon precepts, line upon lines, love upon love, Lord. Let your eternal love encompass us, Lord, and lift us up by your Spirit. Thank you for your letting us be devotional to you and to your word in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, October fifth says Subject to Change by Kenneth Copeland. Second Corinthians four eighteen. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal don't center your attention on what you can see in this natural physical sense realm everything you see is temporal and subject to change so put your faith in the unseen eternal realm the things which are eternal are not subject to change God's word is eternal and it contains 7,000 promises to cover any circumstance you will ever face. And no matter what happens in this shifting, change, changing world you live in, those promises will forever be the same. No matter how bad your body feels, the Word will always say, by His stripes we are healed, First Peter 2.24. No matter how bad your bank book looks, the Word will always say, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.19 Don't settle for the meager existence the world says you can have. Lay hold of what the Word says you can have. Center your attention on the eternal truth of God, and look not to the things which are seen. After all, they're subject to change. Amen. And I say... You say, we say, the supply for it is not here yet. That's truth. That's our truth. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. Now, you have two scriptures here that God says that He wants you to have it. By His stripes you were healed, past tense, and... My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. That's what we're saying when we say, but it will come if we, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and ourselves, we all agree, should have it. It will surely come. The more we say it, the more we sing it, the more we praise heavenlies, the words will take flight and change. The earthly elements. God's word is seven times stronger. The other scripture is in 3 John. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul spirit. The other scripture is in Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and give you a hope and a future. Plans to give you success. Amen. In another scripture, Joshua one eight, this book, these words of, of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate and say them day and night, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then have good success. Amen. I believe it. Well, why don't we believe it? Let's see. They want us to read Second Corinthians four, chapter verse 8 to 18, let's go over there, okay, I'm going to read it on the Amplified Bible, so that's going to be a a treat, amen, 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 my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus, amen. Amen. Second Corinthians four, four eighteen says. Oh, let me recheck that again. No, Second Corinthians four, verse eight to eighteen. But starting on verse seven, but we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation, and in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of power will be shown to be from God. His sufficiency and not from ourselves. A very good point right there. We are pressed in every way, hedged in but not crushed, perplexed, unsure of finding a way out but not driven to despair, hunted down and persecuted but not deserted to stand alone. Struck down but never destroyed, always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown in our body. For we who live are constantly experiencing the threat of being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be evidenced in our mortal bodies, which is subject to death. So physical death is actively at work in us, but spiritual life is actively at work in you. Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had, who wrote in scriptures, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and will present us along with you in his presence. For all these things are for your sake, so that as God's remarkable underserved grace reaches more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of our great God. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid. Though our outer self is progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. For our monetary light distresses this passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor, and an endless blessedness. So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting. But the things which are invisible are everlasting, and imperishable. Amen. There you go, folks. Straight from the Word of God. If you have a heart to hear, listen, and learn, if you have what it takes to say it day and night, sing it, make it a song out of it, out of these scriptures, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. You know, I, I gave that to the wife, Anna, and she's been saying it along with me. And I can see a change in her dominant spirit, her, her adamant about the future and our plans, you know, and very, very confident. So we get confidence out of this because we're drawing the power out of God's word into the atmosphere. <clears throat> with God, all things are possible. That's what we're saying. Matthew 19 26 that's exactly what we're saying when we say the supply for it is not here yet but it will come if we should have it it will surely come now if the Lord Jesus appeared to us and 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 he would agree with us when we say that it will surely come right and he is agreeing the father's agreeing the Holy Spirit's agreeing The elements are agreeing. The angels are agreeing. And we agree too. And I agree with you. (laughs) I believe in you. Alright, let's go ahead and do yesterday's uh, reading. For uh, daily. From faith to faith. Yesterday's is the deciding witness by Kenny Copeland. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established." Matthew 18:16. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Wow. What does that tell you? Let me go ahead and read that on the amplified Bible, just because we have to go over there anyway. 1816, and that says, But if he does not listen, take along with you one or two others, so that every word may be confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. That's what we're doing here, folks. We're conforming it with the Holy Spirit, His word. Amen. Kenny Copeland says, You've been there many times, standing in the valley of decision, perched precociously between victory and defeat. On one side of you is the word of the world, authored by Satan, that says, for example, You're not going to be get healed. And on the other side of you, the God word is saying, My word is yeah, and my promises are amen, and by whose stripes you were healed. Who will determine how it all turns out? You will. You're the establishing witness. I remember a fellow who once wanted me to pray for him. I said, now the word of God says you're healed. He interrupted me and said, yeah, yeah, I know it says that. But I got this terrible pain here. I looked him in the eye and said again, the word of God, by his stripes you are healed. I know, I know, he answered. But I got this terrible. I shook my head listen the word says you're healed he turned beet red i know it says that but i got this finally he stopped and stared at me he didn't realize it but he allowed his physical symptoms to become his evidence it was what he believed no matter what the word said he believed the thing he could see and feel but when he got quiet i i said to him look You're wanting me to agree with you, and you're mad because I won't. But if I agree with you, you're going to die. Now, if you'll agree with me and the Word of God, you can be healed. Suddenly, he saw it. His eyes lit up. Oh, praise God, I see what you mean. I agree with the Word of God. I put my hands on his head, and God instantly healed him. You see, when he finally decided to get an agreement with God, he could have received in his bedroom or driving down the road or anywhere else. He could have received any time he decided to become the establishing witness. You pray and establish your witness. That's your part. If you do that, God will back you up. And when he backs you up, everything else either has to get in line or get out of the way. You're the deciding witness. What do you say? All right, let's go back to Matthew. We read Matthew 18 15 to 20. It says, If your brother sins, go. And show him his fault in private. If he listens, pay attention to you. And pays attention, you have won back your brother. But if he does not listen, take along with you one or two brothers, so that though every word may be confirmed by the testimonies of two or three witnesses. If he pays no attention to them, refusing to listen and obey, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile, unbeliever, and a tax collector. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper and unlawful on earth shall have already been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose permit declare lawful on earth shall have already been loosened in heaven again. I say to you that if two believers on earth agree that is our will one mind in harmony about anything that they ask within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For well, whether are two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I am there among them. Amen. Praise God for His Word, huh? Beautiful, beautiful words of life. All right. Today is the uh, is the f- fifth month, fifth day of the month. Let's go ahead and and read Psalms 5. Listen to my words, O Lord. Consider my groin and sighing. Heed the sound of my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning I will prepare a prayer and a sacrifice for you and watch and wait for you to speak to my heart. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, No evil person dwells with you. The boastful and the arrogant will not stand in your sight. You hate all who do evil. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord detests and rejects the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But as for me, I will enter your house through the abundance of your steadfast love and tender mercies. At your holy temple, I will bow obediently in reverence for you. O oh Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight, direct right before me. For there is nothing trustworthy or reliable or truthful in what they say. Their heart is destruction, just as treasurer's chams of yawning gulfs of lies. Their throat is an open grave. They get glibly flatter with their silken tongue. Hold them guilty, O oh God. Let them fall by their own design and counsel. Cast them out because of the abundance of their transgressions, for they are mutinous and have rebel against you. But let all who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy because you cover and shelter them. Let those who love your name be joyful and exult in you. For you, O Lord, bless the righteous man, the one who is in right standing with you. You surround him with favor as with a shield. Amen. That was Psalm 5. Let's go to Psalm 35. A Psalm of David. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of a shield and buckler, small shield, and stand up for my help. Draw also the spear and javelin to meet those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let those be ashamed and dishonored who seek my life. Let those be turned back in defeat and humiliated who plot evil against me. Let them be blown away like shaft before the wind, worthless without substance, with the angel of the Lord driving them on. Let their way be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing and harassing them. For without cause they hide their net for me. Without cause, they dug a pit of destruction for my life. Let destruction come upon my enemy by surprise. Let the net he hid for me catch him. Into the very destruction let him fall. Then my soul shall rejoice in the Lord. I shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescues the afflicted from him, who is too strong for him to to resist alone. And the afflicted and the needy from him who robs him. Malicious witnesses rise up. They ask me for things that I I do not know. They repay me evil for good to the sorrow of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth, morning garment. I humble my soul with fasting, and I pray with my head bowed down to my chest. I behave as a grieving for my friend or my brother. I bowed down in mourning as one who sorrows for his mother. But in my stumbling, they rejoiced and gathered together against me. They slander whom I did not know, gathered against me. They slandered and reviled me without ceasing. Like godless gestures at a feast, they gnash at me with their teeth and malice. Lord, how long will you look on without action? Rescue my life from their destructions. My only lie from the young lions, I will give you thanks in the great congregation. I will praise you among a mighty people. Do not let those who are wrongfully my enemies rejoice over me, nor let those who hate me without a cause wink their eye maliciously. For they do not speak peace, but they devise deceitful words, half truth and lies against those who are quiet in the land. They open their mouth wide against me. They say, Aha, aha, our eyes have seen it. You have seen this, O Lord. Do not keep silent. O Lord, do not be far from me. Wake yourself up and arise to my right and to my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to your righteousness and justice. And do not let them rejoice over me. Do not let them say in their heart, Aha, that is what we wanted." Don't let them say, we have swallowed him up and destroyed him. Let those be ashamed and humiliated together who rejoice in my distress. Let those be clothed with shame and dishonor who magnify themselves over me. Let them shout for joy and rejoice who favor my vindication and want what is right for me. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who delights and takes pleasure in the prosperity of of his servant and my tongue shall declare your righteousness justice and your praise all day long. Amen and amen. That was Psalm 35, Amplified Bible. Alright, let's go ahead and check out Psalm 55, a poem, reflected poem of David. Listen to my prayer, O God, and do not hide yourself from my plea Listen to me and answer me. I am restless and distraught in my complaint and distracted. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the pressure of the wicked, for they bring down trouble on me, and in anger they persecuted me. My heart is in anguish within me, and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling have come upon me. Horror has overwhelmed me. And I say, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, I will fly away and be at rest. I would wander far away, I would lodge in the peace of the wilderness, I would hurry to my refuge, my tranquil shelter far away from the stormy wind and from the tempest. Confuse my enemies, O Lord, divide their tongues, destroy their schemes, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around her walls, wickedness and mischief are in her midst, destruction is within her. Oppression and deceit do not depart from her streets and marketplaces. For it is not an enemy who taunts me that then I could bear it. No, it is the one who has hated me, who insolently exalts himself against me. Then I could hide from him. But it is is you, a man my equal and my counsel, my companion and my familiar friend. We who have sweet fellowship together. We walk to the house of God in company. Let death come deceitfully upon them. Let them go down alive to show the nether world the place of the dead, for evil of every kind is in their dwelling and in their hearts in their midst. As for me, I shall call upon God and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon I will complain and murmur, and he will hear my voice. He has redeemed my life in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many against me. God will hear and humble them, even he who sits enthroned from old Salah. because in them there has been no change of heart, and do, do they do not fear God at all. And my companion he, my companion, has put out his hands against those who were at peace with him. He has broken his covenant of friendship and loyalty. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but his heart was hostile. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden on the Lord, release it, and he will sustain and uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken, slip, fall, fail. But you, O God, will bring down the wicked to the pit of destruction. Men of blood and treasury will not live out half their days but I will boldly and unwaveringly trust in you, Lord. Amen. That was Psalm 55. All right, let's go ahead and go to Psalm 115. Not unto us, Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory, because of your loving kindness, because of your truth and faithfulness. Why should the nation say, where now is their God? But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. The idols of the nations are silver and gold. The works of man's hands, they have mouth, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have noses, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but they cannot feel. They have feet, but they cannot walk. Nor can they make a sound with their throats. Those who make them will become like them. Everyone who trusts in them. O Israel, trust and take refuge in the Lord. Be confident in Him and cling to Him. Rely on His word. Be confident in Him, cling to Him, rely on His word. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who reverently fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear and worship the Lord with all inspiring reverence and submissive wonder. Both the small and the great, may the Lord give you great increase. You and your children, may you be blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But as for me, we will bless and affectionately and gratefully praise the Lord. From this time forth and forever, praise the Lord. Thank you, everyone, for coming to today's class. May God restore you and bless you with all things that you need. For with God, all things are possible. Amen. Greetings, everyone. Thank you. Come in today's Bible College. Fernando, your professor. Let's go ahead and get our elements out today. We're going to be taking communion on October 1st. It's a good habit for us to do it, to acknowledge the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross and to reinstate the covenant that we have come in the agreement that we have made with the Lord Jesus Christ, that we exchange our lives for His life, and that is victorious, guys. Amen. Let's go ahead and take the bread of life, which is, signifies Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins. He gave up his life for us. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for going on the cross for us. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for, for the, the all the the ugliness and the hurts and the pains that you went through and that you stopped existing in this life for us so we can have a way out of this sinful world and become just like you, Lord. Thank you for taking our lives. Thank you for taking our lives into your life, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that as you resurrected from the cross, you raised us up from the cross. Thank you, Jesus Christ, that we have died to our sins and we live now unto righteousness because of your works. Thank you for accomplishing for us we couldn't do for ourselves. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you. And let's go ahead and partake of the body of Christ, which is the bread of life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. taste and see that the Lord is good and with that the Lord took the cup and said this is my blood shed for you for the new covenant for ratifying and making the new covenant with us drink my blood Lord we thank you for the blood your blood we thank you that you shed it on the cross for us Thank you that it seals the covenant, Lord, that we agree that you, with us, we agree that you died for us, and we're raised from the dead on the third day. Thank you, Lord, for raising us, and thank you for your blood that heals us, restores us, covers us, and protects us, the blood of Jesus on our minds, on our souls, your blood, Jesus, all over our heads, we are quenched and soaked in it. We thank you that the blood is in our eyes, our ears, and our minds, and our hearts. Inside of us and outside of us. Christ within us. The anointing of Christ. Thank you for that blood. Let's go ahead and participate of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. If you have a need of something, say this with me. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. Again, say with me. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come amen thank you god for supplying all our needs according to your riches in glory in christ jesus be it so lord with god all things are possible matthew 19 26 amen and amen whoo hallelujah praise you jesus worthy is the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that our sacrifice is sufficient to cleanse us, clear us and reinstate us, Lord. We thank you for forgiving of us of all our sins, Lord, and making us brand new creatures in Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. Today our reading for today, is scripture is Hebrews 13:15. By him, by Jesus, therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Hallelujah. Hebrews thirteen fifteen, the beautiful, beautiful scripture. Hebrews. Let's at thirteen fifteen. All right, let me look at it in the Amplified Bible. Just kind of curious all the time. We all have curious minds, right? We don't want to miss out on anything. Through him, therefore, let us all, let us at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Amen. Amen. Woo-hoo. And that's exactly what we did with our elements, taking communion, taking communications, keeping that conduit open. We, we were thankfully and we are acknowledging and we're confessing and glorifying his name in our lives today. Amen. We got that part covered. This is by Gloria Copeland. She says, great things happen when you continually confess the mercy of God. Faith rises up on the inside of you. The reality that God loves you begins to sing through your spirit. What's more, it brings honor to your father when you believe his word and magnify his love and mercy. You honor him when you speak of his goodness and loving kindness. When you talk about him as your father of love who does only good, It blesses him when you praise him as the great God of the universe who is eager to bless and who even gave his son because he so loved the world. Now, David was a man after God's own heart. He knew how to praise his God until you have the word dwelling in you richly so that you can speak psalms and praises out of your own spirit. Use the praises of David to magnify God. Speak them or sing them out loud to the Father. Put His words continually on your lips. You will soon begin to experience the thrill and the joy of realizing that God is indeed rich in mercy. Because of His great love, which He loved us, your fate will rise to new heights, and your Father will be blessed, and you will be blessed. Amen. Amen. Additional reading is Psalm 89, verses 1 through 18. Let's run over there. Let's see what that entails. Psalm 89. All righty. 1 through 18. I will sing of the goodness and loving kindness of the Lord Forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness from generation to generation. For I have said, goodness and loving kindness will build up forever in the heavens, unchangeable and majestic. You will establish your faithfulness. God has said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your seed forever and will build up your throne for all generations. Salah. Calmly think of that. The heavens angels praise your wonders, O Lord. Your faithfulness also in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who among the divine beings is like the Lord? A God greatly feared and reverently worshiped in the council of the holy angelic ones. An awesome above all those who are around him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is like you, O mighty Lord? Your faithfulness surrounds you as an instant, unchangeable part of your very being. You rule the swelling of the sea. When it was waves rise, you still them. You have crushed Rahab, Egypt, like one who is slain, you have scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded and established them. The north and the south, you have created them. Mount Tabor and Mount Hermon shout for joy at your name. You have a strong arm, mighty is your hand, your right hand is exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving, kindness, and truth go before you. Blessed and happy are the people who know the joyful sound of the trumpet's blast. They walk, O Lord, in the light and favor of your countenance. In your name they rejoice all the day, and in your righteousness they are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength, their proud adornment. And by your favor, our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord and our King to the Holy One of Israel. Once you spoke in a vision to your godly ones and said, I have given help to the one who is mighty, giving him the power to be a champion for Israel. I have exalted one chosen from the people I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil I have anointed him, with whom my hand shall be established and steadfast. My arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy will not outwit him, nor will the wicked man afflict or humiliate him. I will crush his adversaries before him and strike those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast loving kindness shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted." Great power and prosperity shall be conferred upon him. I will also set his hand on the Mediterranean Sea and his right hand on the rivers, the tri- tributaries of the Euphrates. He will cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. I will also make him my firstborn, preeminent, the highest of the kings of the earth. My loving kindness I will keep for him forever. And my covenant will be confirmed to him. His descendants I will establish forever. And his throne will endure as the days of heaven. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and go down to Psalm 1. Verse 1. Because it's today's October 1st. And we'll try and read all the Psalms this month. I said try. As the Lord blesses us with time and purpose as he is today. Presence of the Lord is really heavy today. His anointing is awesome. Thank you for praying for me. I pray for you too. May the Lord bless you and keep you, uh, hold you, make his face to shine upon you. Be happy with you, smile on you, and, and enjoy the parties of laughter, of joy and laughter. Psalms 1. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits down to rest in the seat of the scoffers, ridiculers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, his precepts and teachings, he habitually meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yield his fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. The wicked, those who live in disobedience to God's law, are not so, but they are like the shaft, worthless and without substance, which the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand unpunished in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows and fully approves the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. Amen. Now let's go ahead and jump to Psalm 31. In you, O Lord, I have placed my trust and take refuge. A Psalm of David. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, rescue me. Incline your ear to me. Deliver me quickly. Be my rock, a refuge, and a strong fortress to save me. Yes, you are my rock and my fortress. For your namesake, you will lead me and guide me. You will draw me out of the net that they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength and my stronghold. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, the God of truth and faithfulness. I hate those who pay regard to vain, empty, worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord and rely on Him with unwavering confidence. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my afflictions. You have taken note of my distresses and you have not given me into the hand of the enemy. You have set my feet in a broad place. Be gracious and compassionate to me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eyes is clouded and weakened by grief, my soul, and my body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sign. My strength has failed because of my iniquity, and even my body has wasted away. Because of all my enemies, I have become a reproach and disgrace, especially to my neighbors and an object of dread to my acquaintances. Rescue me. My times are in your hands, O Lord. But as for me, I trust confidently in 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 you and your greatness, O Lord. I said, you are my God. My times are in your hands. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who pursue and persecute me. Make your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your loving kindness. Let not, let me not be put to shame, O Lord, for I call on you. Let the wicked, godless, be put to shame. Let them be silent and shallow, the nether world, the place of the dead. Let the lying lips be mute, which speak insolently and arrogantly against the consistently righteous with pride and contempt. How great is your goodness which you have stored up for those who reverently fear you, which you have prepared for those who take refuge in you before the sons of man. In the secret place of your presence you hide them from the plots and conspiracies of man. You keep them secretly in a shelter from the stripes of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown his marvelous favor and loving kindness to me. When I was assailed in a besieged city. As for me, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplication, specific request. When I cried f- to you for help, oh love the Lord, all you His godly ones, the Lord preserves the faithful, those with moral and spiritual integrity, and fully repays the self-righteousness of the arrogant, Be strong and let your hearts take courage. All you who wait and confidently expect the Lord. (laughs) I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Let's go ahead and jump to Psalms 61, please. A Psalm of David, Confidence in God's Protection. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer from the ends of the earth, I call to you. When my heart is overwhelmed and weak, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, a rock that is too high to reach without your help. For you have been a shelter and a refuge for me, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever. Let me take refuge in the shelter of your wings." For you have heard my vows, O God. You have given me the inheritance of those who fear your name. With reverence, you will prolong the king's life, adding days upon days. His years will be like many generations. He will sit enthroned throne forever before the face of God, appointing appoint loving kindness and truth to watch over and preserve him. So I will sing praise to your name forever. Paying my vows day by day. Isn't that interesting that King David uh, wrote this song? He is talking about himself, I guess. He will sit and throne forever before the face of God. Maybe he's talking about Jesus. Appoint loving, kindness and truth to watch over and preserve him. So, huh, I thought maybe he was talking about himself, but... Uh, amen. You have heard my vows, O God. You have given me the inheritance of those who fear your name with reverence. You have given me the inheritance of those who fear your name with reverence. You have given me the friendship, the love of those who also fear your name with reverence. Amen. Isn't that God good? All right, now let's go to everybody's favorite psalm. Psalm 91 in the Amplified Bible. Hold on to your seats, please. The title of the psalm is Security of the One Who Trusts in the Lord. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. For he will save you from the trap of the follower and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. You will not be afraid of the terror of night nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction, sudden death that lays waste at noon. Eight thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and witness the divine repayment of the wicked as you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For He will command His angels in regard to you to protect and defend and guard you in all your ways of obedience and service. They will lift you up in their hands so that you do not even strike your foot against a stone, You will tread upon the lion and cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. Because he has set his love on me, therefore will I save him. I will set him securely on high because he knows my name. He confidently trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never abandon him. No, never. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and I will let him see my salvation. Amen. Amplified Bible. The Lachman Foundation. La Lockman.org. Lachman.org Woo, Wonderful, beautiful Bible. Thank you. Lockman Foundation. Okay, let's go to our next psalm, Psalm 121. Be our last psalm for the day. The Lord, the Keeper of Israel, a song of ascents. Ascents. I will lift up my eyes to the hills of Jerusalem. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber briefly nor sleep soundly. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in. Everything that you do from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Blessed be the Lord God that satisfies us in every respect and every avenue, every turn. Let's give praise unto the God who is the God of our salvation. The God that all things are possible with him. Matthew nineteen twenty six. Let us enjoy the rest of the day. God bless you and may the Lord bless you every day this month. The covering of the Lord be upon you this month. The faithfulness of God. May you feel the presence of God as you walk, as you take steps. His presence will be on your shoulder, on your forehead, on your heart, and the love that you express for others. God be with you in Jesus name. Amen. According to thy word, Exodus 8.10. Welcome to today's college curriculum, Bible College. Fernando, your instructor. Let's go ahead and open with a moment of silence with a word of prayer, please. Say, God, I offer myself to you to build with me and to do with me as you would. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Thank you for coming in today's podcast. I pray that you're in good spirits. I find you in good, pleasant spirits. We're going to get right into the Word of God. Dare to the Side by Kenneth Copeland. Exodus 8.10. Be it according to thy word. I used to worry about making decisions for God. I used to be afraid to step out on faith and declare I was going to do something new that he'd shown me to do. I think, what if I fail? I was so scared of failing. I muddled around in decisions for weeks. Then one day, I found out it wasn't my power that was going to carry it out anyway, but it took my decision to move God in on the scene. Once I decided that I was going to do and committed myself totally to it, God backed me. What I learned is a truth from the Word of God. If you'll pay attention to it, it will revolutionize your life. It's truth that carries an awesome responsibility with it, but it's a fabulous thing to realize. Here it is. The right, the privilege, and the power to decide has been left by God In the hands of men. The right, the privilege, and the power to decide have been left by God in the hands of men. You have the right, for example, to decide whether you're going to spend eternity, where you're going to spend eternity. You have the right to make that decision, and God will back your decision. God can do everything for you, but decide. He's provided the power. He's provided his name. He's provided the blood of Jesus. He's provided the kingdom of God. He's even made us partakers of it, Colossians 1.12. But he's not going to stuff that inheritance down our throats. Somewhere down the line, we each have to make the decision to receive it. Now, that beautiful part is this. When you make that decision, God will back you to the hilt with his power. Once you make a decision to be born again, there's no devil in hell big enough to stop you. All you have to do, all you have to do is decide. Decide now, declare your decision, let it be done unto you according to your words. Is God leading you in some new direction? Is he leading you to step out in faith for healing or prosperity or to take a whole new step of ministry? Don't let fear hold you back. Remember, decide now, declare your decision, let it be done unto you according to your word. Now, I wanted to add this before I continue to read that in uh in Habakkuk chapter three it says now look look at this guy what it decides the whole nation is under turmoil uh, martyrs are coming in marauders are devastating the land and they're trampling things <clears throat> And this is Habakkuk. He decides, though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the yield of the olive fails and the fields produce no food, though the flock is cut off from the fall and there's no cattle in the stalls, yet, yet, I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exaltations in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, my source of courage, my invisible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds' feet. He makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on the high places of challenge and responsibility. Amen. So apparently that was to an instrument of string instruments. It was wild. They called it the wild song wild and enthusiastic music. Amen. So, the what the Lord was telling me, that as I say, the supply for it is not here yet. Okay, that's Habakkuk. But it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. I already made the decision to be in in the Holy Spirit, to be in God, to be in Jesus. So, when I say, It will come if we, Holy Spirit and I, Father and Son, should have it. We choose it, okay? It will surely come. It's the same thing in the Old Testament where God says, they need help, but they're not saying the word restore. They are not claiming the word restore. So this is a restoration, restore, and this is a new arena that God is taking me to, and I pray that you go also to, that we go forward with the supply, the supply of what, of anything, okay, don't hold back, the supply of resources, wisdom, skillful godly wisdom, energy, enthusiasm, strength, hope, joy, the supply for it is not here yet. What is God's will in this situation? What is His will? He says, Seek you first the kingdom of God, and it will be done unto you, and His righteousness, and and all these things shall be added unto you. Added, folks, not subtracted, not multiplied, but added. Line upon line, precept upon precept. There's another verse that I saw this morning couldn't sleep, 1 30 in the morning I was reading <clears throat> the beautiful book in, in the book of Ezekiel and in Ezekiel 3 the, uh, verse 10 the Lord says then he added, son of man let all my words sink deep into your own heart first, okay go, let's not go around shouting it to everybody that you know we're We're praying for supply and saying it out loud. Let in other words, the instructions, the original instructions this let these words of Habakkuk or the supply quotation, let it sink into our hearts first. In other words, we say it over and over again till it falls deep into our hearts and settles in. Listen to them carefully for yourself. That's what the Lord says on verse 10. The Son of Man, let all my words sink deep into your heart first. Listen to them carefully for yourself. Then go to your people in exile and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. And I'm I'm telling you, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. The Holy Spirit came up with this saying. The supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Or if you want it in Scripture, in many places it touches bases, you can you can memorize Habakkuk. Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the yield the of the olive fails and the fields produce no food, though the flock is cut off from the fall and there is no cattle in the stalls, and he uses the same word here, yet, yet, I will choose to rejoice in the Lord. I will choose to shout in exaltations in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my source of courage, my invisible army. He has made my feet steady and sure like hinds' feet. He makes me walk forward with spiritual confidence on my high places of challenge and responsibility. Amplified Bible, Habakkuk, 19, 18, and 19. Actually, it starts on 17, 17, 18, and 19. All right, man. This is cool stuff, huh? All right, let's go to Romans. Finish up our original. Romans chapter 4, verses 13 to 21. Romans 4, 13 to 21, it says, For the promise of Abraham or to his descendants that he would be heir of the world was not through observing requirements of the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If those who are followers of the law are true heirs of Abraham, then fate leading to salvation is of no effect and void, and the promise of God is nullified. For the law results in God's wrath against sin, but where there is no law, there is no violation of it either. Therefore, in inheriting the promise depends entirely on faith, a choice, that is, confident trust in the unseen God, in order that it may be given as an act of grace, his unmerited favor and mercy. So that the promise will be legally guaranteed to all descendants of Abraham, not only for those Jewish believers who keep the law, but also for those Gentile believers who share their faith of Abraham, who is the spiritual father of all. As it is written in Scripture, I have made you a father of many nations, in the sight of him in whom he believed, that it is God who gives life to the dead and calls into being. That which does not exist comes into being, calls those things which he does that do not exist. In hope against hope, Abraham believed that he would become a father in many nations, as he had been promised by God. So numberless shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he considered his own body now as good as dead for producing producing children since he was about a 100 years old, and he considered the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he did not doubt or waver in unbelief concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and empowered by faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that God had the power to do what he had promised. Amen. You see the difference? I'm in in need of something, and I say, yep. the say the evidence is there, but yet I still choose to believe in the promises of God, and the supply will come if we will have it. It will surely come. So man, I'm flying on the area of love and faith and confidence. Uh, though it doesn't look good, we we look good on confidence of the inside because the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. We're speaking to the elements, and we say it will surely come in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, family. Give them heaven. Enjoy today as it is called today. God bless you. Hi, greetings. Thank you for coming on today's Bible College. I'm Fernando, your host. Let's go ahead and get into it right away. Today, Gloria Copeland brings us No Burden is the title of today's teaching September twenty-eight. For the true love of God is this that we do his commands, keep his ordinances, and are mindful of his precepts and teachings. And these orders of his are not irksome, burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. The amplified Bible, first John 5 3. Let's go through that again. For the true love of God the true love of God is this, that we do His commandments, we obey His ordinances, and are mindful of His precepts and teachings. And these orders of His are not irksome, burdensome, oppressive, or grievous. 1 John five three. Again, for a easy cut to the chase, is thank God for every grievous situation. Even if you keep sinning, keep thanking God in the midst of the sin. And, um, you'll kill it. We tried every other avenue, so what do you got to lose? Do you know why the word of God, Gloria goes on, and the orders of God give you in your spirit are not burdensome or oppressive? Because everything he tells you is for your good and for your victory. God knows what it takes to live in victory in this present evil world. In fact, he's the only one who knows. The people of this world cannot tell you how to live victoriously. They don't know how, but God does. He can make things work, even in the middle of darkness. And if we follow his instructions, commands, and precepts from his word, we can too. Let me give you an example. One commandment that God gave to us is to love one another and forgive one another as he has forgiven us. This command is not grievous because it is the key to our freedom. If you can walk in the love that that's being shed abroad in your heart, you'll have joy every day. But if you don't walk in this commandment of love, someone will get your joy before lunch. God knows that. So he made a command of love and forgiveness because love works. Without love, there won't be any joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't resent God's teaching. Don't consider his ways as burdens to your lifestyle. Rejoice over them. Take them gladly by the hand and let them lead you all the way to victory. Amen. And with that, let's go ahead and read uh, 1 John 1 through 5, and then we'll read our Psalms, please. Thank you so much for coming on here. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for your great glory, your great honor. Thank you for increasing your presence in our lives, Lord, and make it evident to everyone around us, Lord, that we're in love with you, in love with the word, and we forgive others, Lord. We've been forgiven, washed through, and there's no grievous inside of us. There's only love, so it's easy for us to forgive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, First John 5, 1 through 5. And that says, everyone who believes with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, is born of God. That is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the child born of him. By this we know without any doubt that we love the children of God, expressing that love when we love God and obey his commands. For the true love of God is this, that we habitually keep His commandments and remain focused on His precepts, and His commandments and His precepts are not difficult to obey, for everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome and conquered the world, our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world? It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful reading. And with that, let's go ahead and read Psalms 28. Get our fill for the day today. Psalms 28. To you I call, O Lord, my rock. Do not be deaf to me. For if you are silent to me, I will become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications, specific requests, humble entreaties, as I cry to you for help. As I lift up my hands and heart towards your innermost sanctuary, holies of holies, do not drag me away with the wicked and with those who do evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while malice and mischief are in their hearts. Repay them according to their work, according to evil of their practices. Repay them according to the deeds of their hands. Repay them what they deserve, because they have no regard for the works of the Lord, nor the deeds of His hands. He will tear them down and not rebuild them. Blessed be the Lord, because He has heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my strength and my impenetrable shield. My heart trusts in Him with unwavering confidence in Him. I am help, therefore my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song I will thank Him and praise Him. The Lord is their unyielding strength, and He is the fortress of salvation to His anointed. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd also and carry them forever. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Now you know why we read the Psalms, why I love the Psalms so much. Because at the same time, in the exercise or reading, we get to worship and praise the Lord and get get our worship in for the day. This next one is called A Mictum of David. A Record of Memorable Thoughts of David. Cool, huh? Do you indeed speak righteousness, O gods, heavenly beings? Do you judge fairly, O sons of men? It's really interesting. Let me take a note on this. That King David is thinking how the enemy works, and he's talking to the enemy right here. He's calling them little gods, heavenly beings. Do you indeed speak righteousness? In other words, are your ideas and your thoughts coming? Are they righteous? So it's good to question those thoughts that are coming in. Where are they coming from? Where are you coming from? Thought of unrighteousness. Do you judge fairly, O sons of men? And the people around us too can be contaminated with the ideas from the heavenly beings from other forces. They are not born again or seek God and their judgment is off. So David is even asking, you men of Sons of men, do you judge fairly? No, he says, verse 2. In your heart you devise wrongdoing. and, And on earth you deal out the violence of your hands. He's talking to demons here. And people, the wicked are estranged from the womb. These go astray from birth, speaking lies, even twisted partial truth. Their poison is like the venom of a serpent. They are like the dead horned viper that stops up its ears so that it does not listen to the voice of charmers or of the skillful enchanter casting cunning spells. O oh God, break their teeth in their mouth, break out their fangs of the young lions, O oh Lord. Let them flow like water that runs off. When he aims his arrows, let them be as headless shafts. Let them be a snail which melts away secret slime, secretes slime as it goes along, like the miscarriage of a woman which never sees the sun. Before your cooking pots can feel the fire of thorns burning under them as fuel, he will sweep them away with a whirlwind, the green and the burning ones alike. The unyielding righteous will rejoice when he sees the vengeance of God. He will wash his feet in the blood of the wicked. Men will say, surely there's a reward for the righteous. Surely there's a God who judges on the earth. Amen, amen. That's extremely comforting. Surely there's a God who judges on the earth. Amen. This is Psalm 88, I believe. O Lord, the God of my salvation, I have cried out for help day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you and enter into your presence. Incline your ear unto my cry amen. And now we move on to Psalm 118, I believe. One of my favorite psalms. Actually, let's back off a little. 116 is one of my favorite psalms, too. And let's go ahead and go from there thanksgiving for rescue from death. we thank you lord that you have rescued us from the grave and let's praise the lord thank you father that you have rescued us from the dead thank you father that you have redeemed us from the from the pit of destruction and you sent your son jesus christ thank you that you have healed all our diseases you have forgiven all our iniquities hallelujah Thank you, Lord, that our chastisement or our peace was upon your Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus took all the pain, all the sorrow, all the penalty from us, all the disgrace, Lord, all all our sickness and disease. And thank you, Lord, for you crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. You satisfy our needs with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. Thank you for your word. Amen. I love the Lord because he hears and continues to hear my voice and my supplication, my pleas, my cries, my specific needs. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The cords and sorrow of death encompassed me, and the terrors of shadow came upon me. I found distress and sorrow, then I called on the name of the Lord. O oh Lord, please save my life. Gracious is the Lord and consistently righteous. Yes, our God is compassionate. The Lord protects the simple childlike. I was brought low, humble, and discouraged, and He saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you, for you have rescued my life from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling and falling. I will walk in submissive wonder before the Lord in the land of the living, I believe and clung to my God when I said, I am greatly afflicted. I said in my alarm, all men are liars. What will I give to the Lord in return for all his benefits towards me? How can I repay him for his precious blessings? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord, yes, in the presence of all his people. Precious and great consequence is the sight of the Lord, is the death of his godly ones. So he watches over them. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have unfastened my chains. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call on the name of the Lord. Yes, in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house temple, in the midst of Jerusalem, praise the Lord. O oh, praise the Lord, all you nations, praise him, all you people, for his loving kindness prevails over us, and we triumph and overcome through him. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. O oh, let Israel say, His loving kindness endures forever. O oh, let the house of Aaron say, His loving kindness endures forever. Oh, let those who reverently fear the Lord say, His loving kindness endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can mere men do to me. The Lord is on my side. He is among those who help me. Therefore, I will look in triumph on those who hate me, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All nations encompass me. In the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. They encompass me. Yes, they surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I will cut them off. They swarm around me like beasts. They flared up and are extinguished like a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I will surely cut them off. You, my enemy, pushed me violently so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. The sound of joyful shouting and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I will not die, but live and declare the works and recount the illustrious acts of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the temple gates of righteousness. I shall enter through them. I shall give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. I will give thanks to you, for you have heard and answered me, and you have become my salvation, my rescuer, my savior. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is from the Lord, and it it is his doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This day in which God has saved me is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, save now, we beseech you. O Lord, we beseech you. Send now prosperity and give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord, you who come into his sanctuary under his guardianship. The Lord is God and he has given us light, illuminating us with his grace and freedom and joy. The Lord is God, and he has given us light, illuminating us with his grace and freedom and joy. Bind the festival sacrifices with course to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I give thanks to you. You are my God, I extol you. I give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Amen and amen. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts, armies. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all stars of light. Praise Him, highest heavens and the waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. He has also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, sea monsters and all deeps, lightning hail, snow and fog, stormy wind fulfilling His orders, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and winged birds, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and virgins, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted and supreme. His glory and majesty are above the earth and heaven. He has lifted up a horn for His people, giving them strength, prosperity, dignity, and preeminence. Hallelujah. He has lifted up a horn for His people, giving them strength, prosperity, dignity, and preeminence. Praise for all his godly ones. Praise for all his godly ones. For the people of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming on today's podcast. Give you a hug. Tell you I love you. Continue to praise the Lord and listen to this over and over again. Thank you. God bless you.
1: Oh, let's read. You better read it today. All this stuff about reading. Are
0: you done? Because I am recording you. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. As well, beloved children, imitate their father. Amplified Bible. Kenny Copeland reading. Creating new things, changing old things. Because you and I are made in the image of God, that's something we're always trying to do. But if we're to be successful at it, we need to learn a lesson from it from the Creator Himself, our very own Heavenly Father. You know, He didn't just come upon creation by accident and say, Well, what do you know? There's light. No, before He began to make His universe he first had a desire result, an inner idea or image of what he wanted to create. And then he said, light be, and light was so. If we're going to imitate him, we're going to have to put the principle of the inner image to work too. But Brother Copeland, you say, that was God. Surely you don't expect me to try to act like God. I most certainly do. Ephesians one says so. Let me warn you about something, though. Don't waste your time sitting around trying to dream up a positive inner image on your own. That's nothing more than positive thinking. And while it's better than negative thinking or not thinking at all, it will eventually fall flat. If you're a born-again child of Almighty God, God has given you the principle and the power to make permanent changes in your life and in your circumstances. Think again about creation. God wanted light, so he said, let there be light. The words he spoke were directly related to his inner image. He used his words to get that image from the inside to the outside. What you need to use as the basis for your inner image and for the words you speak is the word of God. The word has supernatural power and if you feel that word with faith and speak it out it will work for you to change your life and circumstances as surely as it did for your father find out what real creativity is all about dig in to the word of god and start rebuilding your word your world today amen amen beautiful
1: okay jesus calling which is uh, sarah young and um, November 17 says, there is no condemnation for those who are in me. The law of the spirit of life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Not many Christians know how to live in this radical freedom, Ooh, radical freedom, which is their birthright. I die to set you free, live freely in me to walk along the path of freedom. You must keep your mind firmly fixed on me. Many voices proclaim, this is the way for you to go, but only my voice tells you the true way. If you follow the way of the world with all its glitter and glamour, you will descend deeper and deeper into an abyss. Christian voices can also lead you astray. (coughs) Do this, don't do that, pray this way, don't pray that way. If you listen to all those voices, you will become increasingly confused. Be content to be a simple sheep. Listening, listening for my voice and following me. Um, I will lead you into restful green pastures and guide you along paths of righteousness. And the scriptures to back this teaching up are Romans eight one to two, Isaiah thirty twenty one, John chapter ten verse twenty seven, and Psalm twenty three one to three. Amen. That's a good word. Radical freedom. And if we're, we're in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. Hallelujah.
0: You know, interesting. I opened up the book right here. It has many categories. This is A spirit, Secret to Spiritual Power by Watchman Ni. Hmm. It was translated from Chinese. It says right here, Consecration is the result of spiritual vision and cannot take place without it. Vision is also where God's work begins. Our work can begin at any time, but God's work through us begins only from divine visions. And he gives us the illustration from Genesis eighteen seventeen, uh, 17 1 Chronicles twenty eight nineteen, Matthew sixteen seventeen, and Ephesians 3-3. Interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. The, the second statement is, Satan does not mind when men hear about the purpose of God and understand it mentally. His great fear is when God's people receive an inward illumination concerning the purposes of God. Why? Because this is a life-changing experience. Okay, two more. The secret of gaining spiritual vision is having a readiness to pay the cost of attaining it. This occurs when one possesses humble openness of spirit to the searching light of God. He will guide the meek in judgment and he will teach them In his way, Psalm 25, 9, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mm -hmm. Okay, one more. The outstanding feature of God's work is not a doctrine, but a life. A life comes only by revelation in the light of God. Behind doctrine, there may be nothing but words, but behind revelation is God himself. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay, I like this here. Uh, This is from uh, Jesus Today, Sarah Young, and it says, In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. When you're in a tough situation, your mind tends to go into overdrive. You mentally rehearse possible solutions at breakneck speed. Your brain becomes a flurry of activity, and you scrutinize your own abilities and those of people you might call upon for help. If you find no immediate solution to your problem, you start to feel anxious. When you find this happening, return to me and rest in quietness. Take time to seek my face and my will rather than rushing ahead without clear direction. I want you to have confidence in me and my ways. Patiently trusting in me even when you can't see the way forward. Whereas anxious, striving drains you of energy, quiet confidence will give you strength. You can trust that I will not forsake you in your time of need. Keep communication with me about your situation and be willing to wait without pushing for immediate resolution. And those who wait upon the Lord, wait for the Lord, will gain new strength. Thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, I'm returning and rest. In returning and rest you shall be saved. In Quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 6. Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles and they will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Amen.
0: <coughs> Amen. Uh, reading from God's promises book. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Romans 117. For we walk by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5.7. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven six. And now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews eleven one. And Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Amen.
1: Okay, this is coming from Pastor Prince's um, Provision Promises. It's a book that you got for Christmas maybe four or five years ago. Four years ago. We should have signed it, but we didn't. Okay, God is a practical God. Okay, it says, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things... Things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. Before your face, they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. Amen. Deuteronomy 28 to 4 to 8. And it says God's a practical God. Our God is a practical God who is interested in providing for your practical daily needs. Take a look at Jesus through the four gospel accounts. To those who were hungry, he provided food by multiplying the loaves and fish. To the fishermen who toiled all night and caught nothing, he gave them more than a boatload of fish. Jesus didn't stop there. Whoever encountered him received from him what they lacked. He healed the brokenhearted and gave sight to the blind. The sick who came to him were all healed. Even the dead received his resurrection life. My friend, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still providing. So whatever you need today, whether it's wisdom, favor, healing, or divine strength, go to him. He is a practical God. Amen.
0: Amen and amen to that. God Calling, November 17. Quiet lies. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Matthew twenty five twenty one. Enter into the joy of the Lord. These words are whispered in the ears of many whom the world would pass by unrecognized. Not to the great and the world fame are those words said often, but to the quiet followers who serve God unrecognized. Brusively yet faithfully, who bear their cross bravely with a smiling face to the world. They thank God for their quiet lives. These words speak not only of the passing into the fuller life, spiritual life, duty faithfully done for the Lord does mean entrance into a life of joy, the Lord's joy, the joy of the Lord. The world may never see it, the humble, patient, quiet service, but but the Lord sees it. And His reward is not earth's fame and earth's wealth, earth's pleasure, but the joy divine. Whether here or there in the earth world or in the spirit world, there is the Lord's reward, joy. The joy that carries an exquisite thrill in the midst of pain and poverty and suffering, the joy of which a... No man could take it from you. Earth has no pleasure, no reward that can give man that joy. It is only by lovers and friends of God. This joy may come not as the reward of activity in, in service to the Lord. It may be the reward of patient waiting bravely on me. Suffering born with me must in time bring joy, as does all contact with me. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay. Um, November 17th from uh, Your Best Life from Joel Olstein, uh, And the title is Sow a Special Seed. And the scripture in Second Chronicles 16, 9 says, 16 verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Perhaps you're hoping to buy a new home or to get out of debt. Sow a special seed that relates to your specific need. We can't buy God's goodness, but we can exercise our faith through our giving. Early in our marriage, Victoria and I decided to sell our townhome and buy a house. (laughs) For eight months, we never received a serious offer. At the time, we were making double mortgage payments on the townhome to pay the principal down sooner. We decided to sow the second part of that money as a seed, giving it to God's work. We did that faithfully for several months, trusting for God's favor. God not only brought us a buyer, but we sold our townhome for even more than we were hoping for. Amen.
0: Beautiful. Amen. Amen. I have here, uh, blessed is he, the reader... And they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep these things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Revelations 1, three. Since the Old Testament prophets didn't have the Bible, they had to hear their message directly from God. Today we can look to the written word to know Him and His will for us. As we saturate ourselves in the scripture and in prayer, our relationship with Christ deepens. And through the Bible, he will begin to impress upon us just how and where he wants us to share his message. This is from Brother Andrew, modern-day prophet. And his prayer is, Lord, cause me to hear your word for my life today. And lead me to the places and people who need to receive that word. And our prayer that we usually do for, for witnessing is, Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my witnesses that your hands will be upon me that you will keep me from evil that it may not harm me and God perform what we requested requested. Amen Amen,
1: Amen. Hallelujah, Bless the Lord Thank you Jesus Okay, I'm
0: reading from one year Bible devotional Walk with God and it says right here Oh, I'm in the wrong page I'm going to read it (laughs) anyway, December (laughs) 17 She laughs at me Okay. I guess she goes through this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you Remember, Hudson Taylor said, All God's giants have been weak men who did great things for God because they reckoned on his being with them. Hudson Taylor. Beautiful, Uh huh?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And the verse is Psalms 18, verse 1, which is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I love you, O Lord, my strength. I memorized that, and, and in memorizing, I took an hour to memorize it. Mm, I had remember, great remember. miracles happen to that, huh? Didn't
1: we win the, lo- the horse race with
0: that? Well, We were that day? Oh, well, yeah, huh? Psalms 18.1. Did we yeah. win the horses? Don't tell the audience oh. that they'll go out oh. gambling. They'll go out and buy a lottery ticket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the Lord blessed us. <laughs> blessed Amen. Us the really Lord
0: blessed us. We, we only play once a year, and we play few dollars right. and it paid up almost a thousand dollars ten dollars yep. for almost a thousand mm-hmm. that's pretty good tr- to exchange yeah. i think mm-hmm. so i think so the most frustrating feeling we can have when our circumstances are overwhelming our senses are powerless we cannot pull enough strength to control hurtful people to heal an illness or a broken relationship or to ensure our own security in times of trouble but often we try we attempt strength believing that enough willpower self-effort or money and power will make things right or we go in the other extreme, declaring our efforts futile and resign ourselves to unpleasant situations. The balance between being passively weak and overassertive is hard to find. Our identity is the issue. God tells us how. He hates pride so we don't want to take things into our own hands and manipulate circumstances for our own purposes. Neither do we want to sit idly by while evil runs rampant. We don't know who we are. Are we weak or are we strong? Are we David against Goliath or David on the run from Saul? Are we Elijah embarrassing 450 priests of Baal or are we Elijah fleeing from Jezebel? Are Christians to roar like lions or be eaten by them? Mm. It's hard to know God's word gives us both pictures. Indeed. The reason we're confused is that both pictures are accurate. We are weak but we are strong we have no power in ourselves but we are not in ourselves we are in christ like paul we can do all things in christ who strengthens me philippians 4:13 but like but like paul we delight in weakness second corinthians 12:10 we have great strength but not ours we have amazing status but we didn't earn it We can be incredibly influential in matters of eternity, but we only by the Spirit who works within us. The mind must be disciplined to no two extremes, our utter poverty of power and our utter indestructible position in Christ. When we focus on the former, we become helpless and impotent. When we focus on the latter, we become proud, but the balance will keep us humble. And it will change our lives dramatically. Our weaknesses is God's opportunity to be strong. Isn't that um, not a coincidence? I I turned to the wrong page.
1: Right, right. You know, um, something... Tell me. Very important from there. Um, let, open it up, again. December seventeenth. Hold on, I was thinking. My well, wife I, got actually, got a, a, actually, a no, I, I function
0: was, from the Holy Spirit. Well,
1: I was just wanting to say I mentioned the thing about the horses, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm thinking that man, we sold seventy five dollars to him.
0: Gave him back seventy five for yeah. the tip, huh?
1: Yeah, and I'm you know I'm just what a testimony for him, you know, come home and say, hey, I was sitting there, I talked to this guy, he want. You know what I mean? It's like one of those good God moments that did we cost... give him a
0: prison of praise book?
1: Yeah, we, we sold the book. Right. So you know, it, it just to me it was like, wow, that guy must have needed that blessing or something because what a little testimony he has! Yeah, he looked a little frustrated. Right place at the right time.
0: I don't think his horse came in, but there right. was a guy sitting there looking at the paper and the books, the bookie. I walked up to him, and I said, "Hey, which are the weakest runners?" Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or which long which are, which long are the runners. long show? Which is the weakest runners? And he said, "Well, five and seven. I said, "Good enough." And I took the strongest runner and the two weakest runners, and I put them together. And for two dollars, I almost got a thousand dollars on. Right.
1: And our numbers were one, five, and seven.
0: Now it's interesting that I like Anna says I came back and I gave seventy five dollars to the guy for his tip. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't expect it. He, he was didn't. just overblown. I said, hey, it yeah. only come once a year, and we only right. pay 10 bucks every year. Right. And at this time.
1: I mean, if somebody walked up, he said, here, thank you for that tip. Here's the 75 bucks," and you didn't expect it. Didn't to I gave the
0: ride. guy $20. They gave me the money, too, huh?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you gave him, too. Yeah. Whoa. This, we got see, I like it. We got see it out there all over the place.
0: So, so this guy just brings a a beautiful, strong illustration because I've been in both parts of the day. I've been proudly in in my own strength, and then I became weak. And we're going back and forth. So, what's the happy medium? I think the happy medium is to say, Lord, I need help in this. Right, help me in this. Mm-hmm. And then when the God carries you, yeah. then give Him the credit. That's where yes. where I, where I yeah. mess up a lot. I don't give yeah. Him the credit. Nice car, oh yeah, my my hard work and my enthusiasm got it for me.
1: When we all know God brought that too. I said,
0: look what the Lord has done. Amen. He gave me a car, look what the Lord has done. November 17, one more book. Listen to what the unjust judge says, Anna. Oh, I like
1: that, Luke chapter 18.
0: And will not God bring about justice for his chosen Amen. ones who cry out to him day, day and night? night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Amen. And quickly. Luke 16. 18. Oh, 18, 6 and 8. Mm-hmm. God's timing is not our, at our command. If we do not start the fire with the first strike of our match, we must try again. God does hear our prayer, but He may not answer it at the precise time we have appointed in our own minds. Instead, He will reveal Himself to our seeking hearts, though not necessarily when when and where we may expect. Therefore, we have a need for perseverance and steadfast determination in our life of prayer. In the old days of flint, steel, and brimstone matches, people had to strike the match again and again. Three. Okay.
1: Perhaps even dozens of times when they could get a spark to light their fire and they were very thankful if they finally succeeded. Should we not exercise the same kind of perseverance and hope regarding heavenly things? When it comes to faith, we have more certainty of success than we could ever have with the flint and steel, for we have God's promises as a foundation. Very good word, Lord. May we therefore never despair God's time for mercy will come. In fact, it has already come. If our time for believing has arrived, wow, powerful, ask in faith without wavering, but never cease to petition the king simply because he has delayed his reply. Strike that match again and make the sparks fly, yet be sure to have your tinder ready for you to get a fire before long. And that's from Charles Spurgeon.
0: Wow, beautiful.
1: And it says, I do not believe there is such a thing in the history of God's eternal kingdom as a right prayer offered in the right spirit that remains forever unanswered. Wow, that's beautiful. Because that's from Theodore L. Kuehler. But it says, I do not believe, I'll read it again, I do not believe there is such a thing in the history of God's eternal kingdom as a right prayer offered in the right spirit that remains forever unanswered
0: amen it reminds me of the short prayers even a prayer of oh hala oh i wish is a prayer even a small he hears the faintest prayer there's one time you know you wish for something or a certain kind of food or something your body is craving And boom, it shows up. You you, uh, crave for uh, a certain kind of uh, appliance or something, and boom, there it is. God hears the desires of our hearts. And because we're not pushy, that's what the guy's saying. Being pushy or demanding is, uh, you know, that's why Jesus said, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. I've got a couple of more books here. This one's right here from uh, Giving Back Without Fixing. It's Colossians 2.2. This is from Surrendering Hunger. Christians Recovering from Eating Disorders. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding. Colossians 2.2. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. One way to fix people is to help them but limit them in some way by crossing their boundaries. One way to fix people is to help them but limit them in some way by crossing their boundaries. Because I feel grandiose, I think they must follow my advice to live correctly because I feel entangled I feel their failures or success reflects on me because I feel controlling. I will be disappointed if they don't copy me or follow my advice. I'm learning to help others but to let them make their own choices. They don't have to do things my way. When I function this way as a friend, parent, spouse, sponsor, or partner in the project, I feel content. I am fulfilling one of my purposes in life. To assist others in finding maturity and recovery. Knowing that their growth doesn't depend on me, but on God and their own choices. God, teach me to love people and help them with no strings attached. To truly help others is to equip them to help themselves. Amen. Pretty good. One more book. This book is 12-step prayer book, second edition. A collecting of favorite 12-step prayers and inspirational readings. I'm going to turn to it randomly. <clears throat> it says right here, <clears throat> Peace in God's will. My higher power quicken my spirit and fix my thoughts on your will, that I may see what you would have done and contemplate its doing without self-consciousness or inner excitement, without haste and without delay, without fear of others, people's judgments or anxiety about success knowing only that it is your will, and therefore must be done quietly, faithfully, and lovingly. You, for in your will alone is peace. Praise the Lord. With God all things are possible. Matthew 19.26 Expect the miracle, for with God all things are possible, His wonders and His miracles to perform. Say with me, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it it will surely come again the supply for it is not here yet but it will come if we should have it it will surely come now put the emphasis on it and we ready the supply for it is not here yet but it will come if we should have it it Will surely come. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the path that you have supplied for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the goodness and benefits that are coming through this prayer. Lord, by your word, no weapon of wickedness fashioned against us will prosper, but you will open unto me the heavens. And the prosperity would come towards me for your handiwork, for your work in this heaven, Lord, and this earth. Lord, turn the waves of prosperity unto me, as you have promised. Restore, Lord, restore. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the shaft which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His namesake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You have prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Psalm 41. Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive, and he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. The Lord will sustain you on your sick bed. I said, Lord, be merciful to me, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. My enemies speak evil of me when he die, and when will his name perish, they say. And when they come to see me, they speak lies. Their heart gathers iniquity to itself. When he goes out, he tells it, all who hate me whisper together against me. Against me they devise my heart, an evil disease they say. Amen. The goodness of the Lord is upon us because we have called upon the name of the Lord. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against us will prosper, but whatever we do, will prosper in the name of the Lord. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. Psalm 91 He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Mighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, and my fortress, and my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the follower, and from the noisling pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shall trust. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor by the arrow that flies by day nor for the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand may fall by the side, and ten thousand at the right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Only with your eyes shall you see it, and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is your refuge, the Most High, the habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. For he shall give charge and angels over thee, charge and to keep you in all your ways. They shall hold you in their hands. They shall dash your foot on the stone. You shall tread on the adder and the snake. The young lion shall... You trample under feet. Because you have set your foot up, your love upon the Lord, He will set you on high because He has known your name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name'sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 119 Blessed are the undefiled on the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep his testimonies, and that seek him with their whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed. I will have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart, while I shall learn thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. O, forsake me not utterly. Where will thou, man, young man, cleanse his way and take heed thereto to your word? With my whole heart have I sought thee. O, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I may not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips I will declare all thy judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in thy way of thy testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will meditate on thy precepts, and have respect unto thy ways." I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Deal bountifully with thy servant, that I may live and keep thy word. Open now my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I am a stranger in the earth. I, Do not I hide your commandments from me. My soul longeth for thy judgments. Thou hast rebuked the proud that do err from thy commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. Say, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. Again, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Again, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. welcome to today's reading limitless love september the 30th <clears throat> stay in the light by gloria copeland first john 2 10 and 11 by new american standard bible the one who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cost for stumbling in him but the one who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Do you ever feel like you're stumbling around in the dark, trying to find the plan of God's life for your life? We all have felt like that at times. We all have had occasions when we couldn't clearly discern the direction of the Holy Spirit, and we felt we were going, or groping in the darkness, trying to find the light when we find ourselves in that situation, one of the first things we need to do is check our love walk. Without even realizing that we may have gotten out of love and into disharmony with others. As a result, our spiritual vision has become cloudy. Strife has blinded our eyes. I thought that only happened to people who hated their brothers you might say, I certainly don't hate anyone. Not according to your definition of hate, but the Bible definition of hate is much broader than ours usually is. According to Scripture, if we have anything against our brother, it will hinder the effectiveness of our prayers. Mark 11.25 If we harbor any anger, unforgiveness, or ill will toward anyone, we have left the arena of love and stepped into the arena of hate. I found that often, it isn't often. It, I found it often isn't the ma- major thing in my dealings with others that trip me up. When I encounter big problems with someone, I learn enough to seek the Lord until I'm sure my heart toward them is right. It's the minor irritations that causes me trouble. It's the attitude I have towards the waitress who got my order wrong and didn't seem to care. It's the anger I yelled at when I blasted the horn of my car at the guy who carelessly got in my way on the road. It's the sharp tone of voice I used with the telemarketer who interrupted my evening again. When we ignore these little attitudes and offenses, they begin to pile up and obscure the illumination of the Spirit inside of us. They grieve the Holy Spirit and choke off the flow of love until we find ourselves with hardly any spiritual power at all. Usually we don't even know how we got into that condition. We just know that when we pray, nothing seems to happen. We cannot sense the leading of God. Don't let yourself slip into that trap. Watch carefully over your heart in the big things and in the small. The moment you catch yourself stepping out of love and into irritation and strife, stop right then and repent. Then take action. Do something kind. Say something uplifting to bless that person. Step out of the darkness and right back into love so God's light can keep shining on you. Amen and amen. Now for September, October 1st. Honor the blood. <coughs> Hebrews ten twenty nine. Oh, how much sore punishment suppose you shall be thought worthy who hath thrown underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and had done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Hebrews 10, 29. Again, uh, by Kenneth Copeland, let me say that scripture again, Hebrews 10, 29. Of how much more sore punishment, suppose you shall he be thought worthy who has under underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified as unholy thing, and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Wow, what a tough scripture, huh? When we harbor unforgiveness against fellow believers refusing to love them because of something they've done, we actually dishonor the blood of Jesus. That is extremely serious business. It puts us in position to be judged and punished. We cannot escape that punishment by pleading for mercy because (coughs) mercy comes through the blood. And when we refuse to recognize the forgiveness the blood had bought for others, we cut ourselves off from the benefit of it too. Think about the moment you were first born again. Think about the day you said, Father, forgive me of my sin. I received Jesus as my Lord. Please come into my heart. Why didn't the Father reject you? Why didn't he say, No, I don't want you in this household of faith, messing things up. I know what you've done, and I don't want you to be, I don't want you for a son. I'll tell you why he didn't say that. It was because he honored the blood of Jesus more than he did your sin. He considered the blood so precious, he counted it as sufficient payment for the debt you owe him. When Jesus' blood was shed, the sin's question was alternately answered as far as God was concerned. (coughs) Sin had once and for all been forgiven. All anyone had to do was to receive the benefits of it, was to accept it. Now that we have received those benefits, we are under divine command to forgive others just as God of Christ has forgiven us, Ephesians 4.32. That means we are to honor the blood of Jesus more than we do each other's sin. It means we consider the blood of Jesus to be so precious that it is sufficient payment for whatever wrong anyone might do us. We are to extend unconditional love and forgiveness to one another, not because we earned it or deserve it, but because we are in covenant with God and with each other through the blood of Jesus and God. To do any less is to dishonor that blood. When you realize what a serious thing that is, you won't be so quick to be swayed by your emotions. When someone does you wrong, instead of letting you, your foolish carnal feelings dominate you, you'll rise up in the spirit and honor the blood of Jesus. You'll count his blood to be reason enough for you to forgive your brother. By faith in that blood, you'll offer the forgiveness of others that God has extended to you. Wow, that's amen and amen. Let's pray. Lord, we pray, we forgive anyone that we may have ought. And if we have ought or we have anything a difference with anybody, let us go ahead and pray for that person. Five minutes a day for 45 days so we can pull that bitter tree out, Lord. We pray that you will bless our enemies with health, with happiness and prosperity, (coughs) bless their children, bless their jobs, even bless their enemies, Lord. Lord, we intercede for for our enemies, enemy, that you will bless our enemies with salvation, Lord, bring salvation to their house, we intercede for them. Sprinkle them with the blood of Jesus Christ, the water of salvation, Lord God. Wash them thoroughly. We dedicate them to you, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name, so be it. Amen and amen. Amen, folks. It's a wonderful world. God bless you. And remember, if we don't understand God, we don't have all the pieces. We don't understand And we will, as we go along, to have to take it by faith. He's got every cranny, everything taken care of. All is well. We need to increase the love over the circumstance. Increase the love over the circumstance. I love you. welcome to today's podcast i'm fernando your author of today's little insights today i'm going to be reading from a booklet called daily word actually it was sent to me through a sponsor less it says i trust divine order and feel safe the apparent chaos of the world might have me feeling shaken and fearful When I wish to regain my feelings of security, I remember all things work together for good. I recall times when I didn't know how a situation would resolve, how impossible a good solution seemed, and yet I can look back on those times and see how certain things have had to happen before the results I wish for could manifest. My trust in divine order helps me relax. I look beyond apparent disarray to the divine structure that holds everything together and brings orderly unfolding to all manifestations. Divine order is a blessing, a constant comfort that reminds me I am always safe and supported even in times I don't feel that way. I believe in God and trust in divine order. Scripture is Proverbs twenty nine twenty five, the fear of others lays a snare, but one who trusts in the Lord is secure. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and move forward. That was a little side note that I thought it was ter- terrific for us to get us started. Amen uh welcome to today's podcast what am i talking about (laughs) god bless you i got my podcast twisted around i'm supposed to be talking in spanish god bless you have a great day give them heaven